gentlemen, welcome back. Can you imagine a giant three times a day holding you down by the shoulders and forcing pizza into your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) And just not being able to say, hey man, I can do this. (laughs) I've done irreparable damage to my relationship with this cat. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dum Dum. Welcome back, dude. Welcome back, El Bienvenidos. Welcome back, senor. My darling lady girl. Welcome back. Welcome back, baby. Welcome back, nerd. Welcome back. This is going to be fun. All right. Welcome back, I'm Mario. Welcome back, I'm Chris. We're two Diablo friends talking about things we like, trauma dumping instead of going to therapy and hoping you'll laugh the pain away with us. As promised, we're back, so pull up a chair and be a part of our conversation today. How you doing? We promised. Bud? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I was kind of concerned, good. so I want to do it right off the bat, because usually we, we put it later in it, but my music update, I'm in okay. classical month, classical uh, September, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually not bad at all. Uh, I felt like maybe after a Great. week I'd get tired of it, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I was listening to some Crusades music and some Renaissance type music and uh, some Bach, some Beethoven, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. types. Everything that's considered old, I guess, is whatever's in the his, the classical tab and Spotify, that's kind of the easiest way I do it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, over-developing uh, other sub-genres, but whatever. You think it's like 1900 and backwards? Like Probably. That's about it. <laughs> but also... Okay, so if you're going to join me whenever we put out this episode um, for like the last two weeks, if, if you haven't heard about uh, Classical Month already, um, pop goes classical. It takes like a lot of like today's hits and it's done by like orchestras <laughs> and stuff and it's it's actually super good. Like um, today's today's hits? Today's today's hits. Cool. Um, like Tana Taylor Swift, um, some like anything like you hear on the radio. Someone out there like put it as a classical version and then Neat. published it. Um, so yeah, that's a blast I'm having. And then uh, next month, so I've picked the, the category out far enough in advance that I can let you guys know to join <laughs> me for Rocktober. We're Let's doing go. A Rocktober fest. Rocktober, rock wow. for Rocktober. So um, get hype, enjoy the classics, the classicals, and then yeah. hop into hop into rock and roll with me. Okay, well, what's rock and roll to you? Uh, so classical is nineteen hundred and before, so I guess nineteen hundred and above. <laughs> <laughs> the two types of music. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just the whatever falls under the re- the category and umbrella of rock minus metal. That's kind of where I'm at with how few months I have left. It's like dad mm-hmm. rock, like Nickelback stuff. Rock will be in there, but then also like classic rock, Guns and Roses. Uh, mm-hmm. ACDC. ACDC is not metal. Um, uh, other rock, like Paramore, I would probably put under rock. So, like punk rock or alternative probably. rock would mm-hmm. also yeah, fall under the punk. rock category. I only have a couple months of this left. Um, Where do you put the line between rock and metal? Uh, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This is why I'm asking because it's so hard. That's strict because music's not even that strict, really when you think sure, about it yeah like there's probably some classical like of how intense they're going and the in the feeling they're trying to portray it almost feels metal in a way right like i like I, screamo i i can tell i know what screamo yeah. is yeah 
uh, some songs just have both. That's Mm -hmm. right. That one's easier, but I don't know if there's any metal that's not screamo. And I think people that like metal would say there is, but I don't know what the, how they would. I love categories, you know, I'm a stickler. And so when you tell me you can fit, the more likely you you are. Tell us what gain is. (laughs) It's it's what makes it, it makes your guitar sound more like, uh, like, uh, do you know what guttural means? Uh, I know. But like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The guttural is to speech as gain is to guitar. I don't think that's true. Uh, yes. So you know what gain is? Yeah. And am I wrong for saying that? Or are you just trying to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's gain then? Well, <laughs> that's why I, I was just wondering if you knew. It didn't sound like you knew. But it's not like an effect. Like the gain is more about sound equipment than it is about a guitar. You know, it's mm-hmm. like sensitive mic sensitivity. You know, it's, it's you yeah. could say volume. It's, it's it like input v- signal. Makes it what? sound a little bit more blown out with gain, right? You keep trying. More blown out? I swear, I, mean, I swear, get, like, if you're to listen to metal or rock, the guy playing on metal, his sound guy has the gain farther up. I can't be hey, this Hey, I'm no expert. I cannot be this wrong. <laughs> I'm no expert, but I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I can definitely be this wrong, but I don't think I'm this wrong. I mean, if they All do, right. it's because they want it to be louder. All right, we're seven minutes in. Let's find out. What is guitar game? Well, I know you had so much great content planned that we needed to get through, so we don't want to waste our time on looking up what gain is. Gain is how much your guitar signal gains from amplification. Wow. Yeah. The higher the gain, it's loud. the greater it, the it's essentially loud. of a guitar signal is increased. Ah. <sighs> It's like how much of the signal that the the board will receive. Okay. So you give them too much signal then. Metal uses too much signal. <laughs> okay. I think I okay, it. great. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Rocktober is going to be great. Yeah. Are we doing, we're going to get a bonfire going soon once it starts getting colder. We're, we're back in the like 70s to 80s. Already. I can't wait. Um, you have to drive so far to have a bonfire here. Does, it's really unfortunate. Mean so much when I come, it does, but I don't want to plan more than one because then if you start saying no, it'll hurt my feelings. And so you got to space them out good. One of like the How beginning good? of fall, and one towards the end of fall. Yeah, two. Yeah, we only did one last year. Two, two where I'm invited. You can have more. You got plenty more. And if you have a yeah. bonfire, I'm like, oh, why didn't Chris invite me? And then I'm like, sure. It's like, no, I'm not going to gatekeep Chris having people over for flame. <laughs> the other problem is I have to get wood to my house, so I just try to have it at at. Uh, Sam's family's house because they have a nice fire pit. They got the chairs. They got the sticks. They got lots of wood. Grandma doesn't have an axe. I mean, there's some like yeah. I'm gonna chop wood. What year is chop it? 1776. No, thank you. Yeah. I will. Not, I shall not tell a lie, or I cannot tell a lie. Was that? That's fake. I know that. But anyway. I wish take a moment. It or is. Shoo. But it's, you know what's funny is. <laughs> Our audio processing it cuts all the silences, <laughs> so, so no amount of silence we could leave would work. Actually, I haven't seen uh, obviously because of the day. I haven't seen a lot of posts about it, but I have seen some people's takes, like Gen Z takes. And I oh, saw really? Someone posts on TikTok where they're like, they're "Like, I don't understand why everyone freaks out about 9-11. Like, didn't that happen in Manhattan? Like, I feel like if I was alive back then and something happened in Manhattan and I lived the other side of the country, I just wouldn't even know about it." 
Yeah. Which is interesting because we missed Columbine. We were like still like little little kids when that happened. Right. Um but when that happened, it was like the first time that's ever happened. Same with Sandy Hook was still when it was kind of a rarity. It was more than than back when Columbine happened, but these huge like uh these huge tragedies that literally like shook our foundation. Like there's people who we know who still get like emotional over nine 11, but the further sure. we get from it and especially the rate at which, uh, tragic things pop up on our screens. We used to just have TVs yeah, and we had right. computers and phones and all that. Um, this next generation, I mean, maybe there's like this, not only the disconnect of time, but a disconnect from like tragedies that grasp the nation. Yeah. Well, one unique thing about 9-11 was that, like, we went to war shortly after. Yeah. So, like, there was then international, you know, conflict. Uh, so, that makes it unique in some level. But honestly, when, when it happened, I felt this, that way. Like, I mean, I was a kid, but I remember coming home and, like, my mom explained to me why it was a big deal. I was like, did we know somebody on the plane? She's like, no. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no, you moron. <laughs> I guess I don't care enough. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, uh, so funny. So, <laughs> it, oh my gosh, it took, grandma there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it took years and years to fully appreciate, but ho- holy cow, were the adults upset? They really seemed bothered by it. Yeah, my dad was. My dad works night shift, so he was like, he just got home, maybe settled down with like a bowl of cereal before he would like go to sleep. He's just like chilling in the living room and all of a sudden just every channel changes. Wow, uh, sure. He yeah. He caught he caught the second tower live when it when it happened. It's crazy. It was a little um private Catholic school I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have cable in every classroom, so I didn't see it live. Oh, yeah. Uh well, I mean, I live so close to the Pennsylvania site now. Like mm-hmm. it's a part of the DNA of the community in a big way. Okay, we can't have a like welcome back presents nine eleven. Like we can't do a nine eleven episode. But um, I do, I do have one more story. I was I was actually I got silent because okay. I was thinking of it. I lost it, but now it now it's back though. Um, okay, great. Did you, okay, so how did your school follow up from nine eleven's events? What was the next few weeks like? Do you do you remember any specific Oof. things you guys had to do? I remember that day pretty clearly, but I don't remember any themes from the following weeks. It was maybe like a week later, and they sit everyone down in our school with like a bunch of like paper and markers and crayons to like write like letters to all the different firefighters who have gone mm. up to nine eleven. Mm-hmm. And so like yeah, just like something about nine eleven, you know, thanking them for their service and like and like um, america patriotism a private catholic school by the way and uh mm-hmm. i drew a they gave you no instructions just to give a frame of reference they give no instructions on what to do with this card <laughs> and so i drew the twin towers no and i drew a plane the both tower neither tower had been hit yet but i drew a plane and I don't know. I wasn't trying to be edgy. I was just a, a dumb little kid. Maybe it was like, was it 2001, right? Yeah. So I was 10 years old and I'm told to write, I'm told to draw a picture and write a letter about 9-11 to firefighters. And I was like, oh. oh. And so I draw the Twin Towers in an airplane and I write, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
Well, did they send it or you think they just threw that one away? They took it from me. They said, try, try it again. Try it again. And I, just, oh, like, okay. made, like, good, I good. just made it a big American flag. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's like, good. Here you go. Here's your America. <laughs> but yeah. 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 It took, That's I haven't crazy. thought about that in a long time, but earlier today when I was, I was, saw that one post, I was like, man, and, it, and what really triggered it, and someone talked about this in a, in a stand-up special, it's probably uh, Hassan Minhaj, I hope I'm saying his name right, but he talks about how Americans love to say that they would never want another 9-11, but they, but they would love to have another uh, 9-12. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're tan, you know? <laughs> Sure. And, yeah. Right. And so, someone was responding to that kid about how he just doesn't relate to nine eleven at all and doesn't understand why everyone makes such a big deal about it. And then the lady who was who was replying to it was talking about how oh, she would love to have America be September twelfth again. I didn't comment it, but I was just thinking I was like, a lot of people don't want September twelfth again. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's a sure, problem. for sure. I was, like, I was like, man, is this white privilege? Is this is am I seeing someone yeah. else's white privilege? Sure, sure. Um, maybe this story will help us get out of here. But uh, I was at the church the other day, and somebody called the church, and they worked with the. Um, so, like, our church is really close to where Flight ninety three went down, and uh, mm-hmm. and so she was calling from the like the place, the uh, the memorial place. I think she was a volunteer. I don't know. She was calling. She was letting me know about these like services and activities coming up. Um, for, you know, around nine 11. And she said, just in case you want to tell your church and stuff. And she was telling me this and she stopped mid sentence and she said, wow, well, I guess I won't be going to your church pastor. And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you hung up on me. <laughs> Can you oh imagine? Gosh. Oh my gosh. She was probably mortified. Yeah. Yeah. She, she just trucked through like nothing happened, but like first my heart sunk. Cause I was like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah. and then it clicked what happened and my heart sunk on her behalf. <laughs> Man. Oh, I'm sorry. I was listening to your spiel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here on, on the word. phone on the landline like, like that you called it, me on like a psycho. I'm like jotting it down. Cause I want to tell yeah, my whole yeah. church about it. Guess I'm not going yeah. to your memorial site lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it was the so guys, funny i couldn't if you said can i speak to someone above you quickly she would have been the one to hang up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could i wouldn't have the stomach to like make her sit in it at all i just felt so bad for her because she's probably just some volunteer lady yeah. oh, Guess oh i'm not rich. going to your so church good. <laughs> so good oh yeah. man have you ever um like sent a text to the wrong person or like that face is telling me yes <laughs> okay so um i will i'm a caller right and i'm a texter yes and i've noticed that it's beyond calling people i'm a reacher outer like okay sure if it's been a while since i've talked to someone or i've seen someone like maybe they're going through something you know like it's easy to feel isolated because I felt isolated. I felt like no one wants to talk to me or anything. So like I'll take that step sometimes. And so I messaged someone. I was like, Hey man, how's it going? He's like, Oh, it's, it's good. It's good. It's like, I was like, you don't got a shirt man. How's it, how's it going? Yeah. You know, it's like, 
it's all right. And I was like, I'm like, buddy, man, I'm, I'm trying to be here for you. I don't know how I said it. I didn't say it like that, but I said it like, I said it like pretty bluntly, like, Hey, I know something's up and it's okay if you don't want to talk about it, but I just wanted to communicate to you that I'm here. And so he opens up, he starts telling me about his situation and, and how he's been feeling the last few weeks. And as he's telling it to me, I reached out because I kind of knew a little bit of what was going on. Yeah. And the things he was telling me, it was nothing of which I've ever heard before. And that's mm. when I realized I was Facebook friends with two people with the exact same first and second name. And so, and so I just like someone who I almost zero interaction with at all. I just basically told him, Hey, open up to me right now and tell me like, Yikes. <laughs> and the guy who was actually reaching out to like, I had a ton of class with him. I'd eat lunch with him. There was actually like yeah. some form of uh connection with him that it would make sense for me to reach out. And so now I'm in this conversation with someone who's like struggling and just trying to have to act like I meant to reach out to him. Oh my gosh. And like, who knows divine appointments or however you want to word it. Like he clearly, he needed to talk sure, to sure. someone about it. Yeah. Even I had to drag it out of him, but I felt like such a psycho in that moment. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh my God. And you didn't tell him. Certainly you just let him have that moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. He needed it. <laughs> Wow, he needed a win. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah. Um I don't I think we've long been like unfriended, but um that was that was that was a weird feeling. <laughs> like of realizing, oh no. <laughs> you can't take it I, back. I don't even think I reached out to the original guy afterwards. I think like once I finished that conversation, I was kinda <laughs> Too much like, trauma. I like went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah <laughs> i can't think of a time i i don't know i'm kind of a stickler as i've mentioned already today and so i i think i'm pretty careful about that but part of it is like i've heard the horror stories of uh sam sam is not uh detail oriented so she has had a couple <laughs> of those um i remember her <laughs> she was complaining about a parent of one of the youth kids and she just sent the text not to me but right to the parent so good so good uh it wasn't like it was clear so like it wasn't like we were gonna she was gonna be able to back it out back out of it or anything but uh -huh. the it wasn't it wasn't hurtful enough that the lady took it really personally <laughs> yeah but uh sam was super embarrassed so that was great yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> she also loud and proud blared the F word on the, uh, on the speakers once at youth group. Do you ever hear that story? It was like uh -uh. the first year, the first year we were there, uh, well, it was within the first calendar year. It was our first like Valentine's season. And so we were doing a, so uh, a game with love songs where he played some of the song and, uh, until somebody got it and she played, um, you're beautiful by James Blunt. And oh my god the uncensored version she, like the, the she had only version. ever heard the radio version <laughs> oh no and no but the kids didn't know it so she just let it keep playing until it screams loud and proud the, the f-bomb it was so funny thing high not only the yeah. f-word but about doing drugs too. yeah sure it wasn't sure. flying yeah. high he was effing high <laughs> <laughs> uh you Man. should probably text sam uh, I don't know if she likes Olivia Rodrigo, but the uh -huh. the song Vampire Uncensored is has a different lyric than the <laughs> okay, radio great. version. 
So you should I let her know so it, doesn't, so it doesn't repeat. <laughs> I think that story's old enough that uh, she won't mind me telling it. But uh, that was another case where people were very gracious. Even, like, we had some volunteers that were, like, older people, and they uh-huh. also thought it was hilarious. So, uh, so good. Never Speaking it. of uh, media consumption by Christians. Oh, boy. I'm so excited oh, okay. for the Halloween season. And yeah. I reached out to our friend group to see to say hey guys it's scary season and if you're looking for some scary movies to watch emily and i are going through the conjuring series and it's super awesome you guys should check it out yeah and what i learned is all of my friends are cowards who (laughs) who are just quaking in their boots for anything that the devil might do to them Uh uh-huh so now that i've given the opening do you want to give what actually happened no that sounds about right yeah they echoed a common uh, and this is something i've heard a lot mm-hmm. um from you know church going jesus following folks that uh that they don't mess around with like demon movies and yeah you'll notice i didn't have a i didn't take a hard stance in there you, you kind of did in well, a way because you don't care about it like you wouldn't sure sure you probably no, yeah. aren't someone who's gonna like run to the tv and pull up the conjuring because i said it's really good yeah but like if it was on and you're flipping through the channels hang out with with uh sam you're like oh i wonder what this is about you know right but so there's a couple things at play here like and and we're dabbling in you know my profession so i got to get nerdy about it so like you have like the level of sin like what is wrong to do and you have the level of wisdom which is like what is leading you to things that are wrong to do um and then you have you got like scruples you know like wrong for me not for you there's all these layers and levels um i i um i think it was saint augustine that kind of to make the separation between what is christian literature and not he was talking about like plays and pamphlets but i think it Mm. expands um whatever shows the um the beauty of righteousness and the ugliness of sin that is christian literature and that's something that i've really taken to heart like you say that again whatever shows the beauty of righteousness Mm -hmm. or the ugliness of sin that's christian literature oh my gosh the conjuring is christian movie i know i know it's it's so good (laughs) so like you have a you have a problem with something like oceans the ocean series where you're cheering for thieves um that kind of thing would be like how you would fall in the out of like maybe sinful to participate in anything. Again, I wouldn't maybe call it sin, but unwise um, because it's leading your heart to root for unrighteousness. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, not good, but anyway, go ahead. So that that's kind of the thesis I came up with for how I'm saying that like movies that tackle the theme of demonic hauntings and possessions are God honoring. Because sure. the demon is never the good guy in the movie. Never. Sure. Not even once. You're never rooting for the thing that's possessing the little girl in the exorcist. You're never you're never rooting for Bathsheba or or Valak in the Conjuring series. You're never you oh. you don't want you don't want Annabelle, the little doll, to come out on top. No one's right. And maybe there is. Maybe there is some psycho out there. <laughs> right, right, right. He's got his face completely paled out and an upside down cross on his forehead in theaters going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> get him, you know? But yeah. the movies are always clearly putting the demonic forces in the villain 
shoes. They are the uh-huh. person you want to lose. And these people over here are the ones that you're hoping survive. And how do they survive? You know, because we had the conversation already. But for the listeners, the only <laughs> way to win in a demon movie is to be a priest, call a priest, <laughs> have a Bible, have a cross, yeah. have some holy water, right. all or at least one, usually multiple combinations, where you're using the tools of God, the word of God, and God himself, and you are and you are just the vehicle in which he will work through. Sure. There is no movies that are like that. There is no movies at all that are like that outside of like, um, who's the guy from Growing Pains who makes a ton of Christian movies? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Is it Growing Pains or is it Step by Step? I don't know. There's, uh, there is like actual like companies that are owned by Christians and they're Christian media companies that make movies. They, they also don't tend to tread into, uh, scary movies. But when uh. it comes to popular media in America and pop culture, in the horror film genre in particular, and I've seen like Freddy Krueger with Christians. I've seen Jason Voorhees with, with Christians. I've seen different versions of stuff like that, but mm-hmm. none of them, none of them will touch uh, demon movies. And they're literally the most gone on God honoring of them all. Yeah. When I spoke up in the conversation uh, again, I don't take a hard stance, um, but when I spoke up, it's because I I feel different when I watch a movie like that compared to a slasher or, you know, um, zombie movie, you know, like that kind of stuff. I, there's something different in my body that happens. Mm -hmm. So like somebody that says, Hey, those movies are just different and therefore off limits. I respect and understand because it does. I don't, I don't think we can put them in the same category as, you know, other horror movies. Yeah. The Conjuring has more in common with the Passion of the Christ than it does <laughs> with Chucky. Sure, yeah. <laughs> if we can make more in common with the Prince a, of Egypt, if we can, if we can make an exception for an R-rated movie for the Passion of the Christ. We can make exceptions for demon movies. Yeah, and that's the moral of the story: stay away from the devil, stay away from demons. Become sure, a, don't like, mess with that be, stuff. It's almost like an altar call at the end of every it's one of true. these movies. It's true. You need Jesus on your team. <laughs> or you will die. Or you, you will, will die. vomit and spin your head around or whatever. They will Float steal the your soul to hell. They will possess your body. Your head will spin around and you will throw your favorite chair across the room, shattering it. Well, there's less in, in the scripture realm at that point, but yeah. Yeah, oh, the yeah, point that, stands. That was the other <laughs> takeaway from it is that yeah, yeah. the, the virgin demon in the bible versus the chad pop culture demon (laughs) i don't know about that i still think the ones to say that they are different portrayed differently i think is definitely true but to say the ones in the bible are portrayed weekly i'm not sure is fair they hang out they just chill maybe you'll have an extra long period chill what are you talking about they chill they're in a house or whatever inside your soul they're just hanging out they invite all their friends over and then like (laughs) And then you just find a Christian, like the like Conjuring movies say, you find someone from the church and they say, go on, get, go on, get, and yeah. then they leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like so easy to get rid of demons in the Bible and so not Amen. easy in like the movies. Amen. You have to like. Because they're all trying to do it like the Sons of Sceva what's, what's with, uh, with cheat codes. That's in Acts. There's like this uh, sons of this priest try to cast out this demon, but it, instead it, 
beats the crap out of them. <laughs> and they're like, what did we do wrong? Dude, they, tried to, they tried to set it up too, too much. You got to be casual about it. Right, 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 right. Every time yeah. Jesus or the apostles did something, they're just like, go on. <laughs> yeah on. that's basically it kill like those, the best interpretation and jump off yeah yeah the best interpretational like guess is they were just trying to use jesus name like a cheat code and that is kind of a problem with those movies because they are trying to do the same thing yeah um they bring in the cross or whatever and they expect it to be a cheat code but even, i don't know sometimes i feel like it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes it doesn't if you're a non-believer doing yeah. it some of those movie shows like oh yeah you don't belong to the lord and then they throw you across you need the more jesus power yeah. But like, if you're a Christian a great point. in real life, and you come across someone who's demon possessed, and you see like just like a, a raccoon or like a cat around, just pick it up. And be like, hey, huh? Uh, vacant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> here, boy. Yeah. Here, boy. Okay. Here, boy. <laughs> that's that's convincing. I'll probably I'll show it in on Sunday. I'll show the Conjuring on Sunday as a series. Oh my gosh! Show the trailer. Show the trailer <laughs> to the contract and, and it, like in the movie theaters when they're when they're trying out new movies they'll put one camera to the movie and one camera to the audience yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. The, i want to see the audience reaction to the conjuring yeah. trailer playing if there ever comes a time where i feel like i need to be fired and i don't want to quit maybe that's how oh man that's how we'll begin it you need to make maybe you should make a point about it man freaking make a sermon about how we shouldn't be afraid of these things and we give them people there was a, a story i read where uh a pastor said he found a spell book. He found a spell book and he wanted to show it to the congregation. Hey, look at this thing I found. Mm. He started reading out of it. You've probably heard this story before. But he starts reading out of it. And he sees people get all comfortable. And he's right. he's literally just speaking Hebrew because he knows he's speaking from like the Old Testament, just scriptures. And But he's speaking Hebrew and people start freaking out because they're under the assumption that it's a spell book he's speaking out of. Yeah. He goes, just so you guys know, I've just been reading scripture this whole time. But your reaction to to the, to what you thought was a spell book you're saying that this book has power but i've never seen any of you react that way to this book holding up the bible yeah so who, who do you actually think has power so it's uh, great not, point. not start preaching on the pod but no no i think that's a great point i had a conversation like that with somebody on sunday and there's some people that are just so like they feel like if you if there's like i do believe that spiritual warfare is real and that like stuff like that can happen but like they they were talking about how they've seen so many churches go down and it all comes back to witchcraft. I was like, I mean, there are really big, healthy churches mm -hmm. that definitely have really nasty stuff going on it, just in their membership. You know, yeah. I don't know. There, there's no logic there for sure. And, and it just, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I don't think God's afraid of a Ouija board. Yeah. No, no. just a piece of paper. It's a piece of yeah. cardstock. I mean, I'm not gonna hang on to one, but I'm also not afraid of it. I'm gonna s sneak one into your grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it so like, like uh, that'd be such a cruel prank to do to someone. Like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't find out for ten years. But if I put a Ouija board and I stuck it between your grandma's mattress and and box spring, yikes! It'd just be there for a decade before she gets a new mattress. Yikes! No, she flips her mattress all the time. Oh, the frick! Then I'd be able to hear about it. Yes, you would. It's like the people who remodel their homes, and so before they put down like a new flooring, they just put like red paint everywhere, and like yeah, have yeah. Have you yeah. seen that where they have like the claws yeah. all the way to the register? <laughs> it's like run, help, <laughs> yeah. Or like, guys put in cabinets, so they'll get like a uh, a skeleton from like Spirit Halloween and throw it in the like the dead space in the wall. <laughs> Excellent. Nothing better than an old you're getting possessed prank. Yeah. 
Yeah. So classic. Um, speaking of old folks and the passion of the Christ, I went to see Oppenheimer and that was genuinely the thought that crossed my mind was uh-huh. I haven't seen this many people in an old theater in a theater. Wait, I haven't seen this many old people in a theater since I went to the passion of the Christ. It was crazy. It was like, it was like they all wanted to relive it. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was crazy it didn't even occur to me at all that that would be a movie that was interesting to elderly people but they were everywhere it, it was they were so common that somebody turned around and said finally some young people in the room oh my god. <laughs> it was crazy they'll have like their veteran hats on <laughs> they were all moved and touched and and they were like talking to each other during the movie and they don't know how to whisper because they're old and uh, they were asking questions. It was so funny. So funny. Asking questions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're not, they the thing I didn't understand was. With their friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old folks on buses are out front, like double parked. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know. It just didn't occur to me that they would be there. The movie was great, though, by the way. You saw The Passion of the Christ in theaters? Yeah. Like when it first came out or like a re-release or? Okay, so that timed out perfectly. Leave it all in. Please leave it all in. Because it happened out perfectly where you said, are you kidding me? After I said, did you see it in theaters? And it felt like you're like, you thought I would have missed the the Christian movie <laughs> event of the year? And I was like, I was like, whoa, take it easy, man. Like, uh, and he didn't talk, and you're just messing with my friends. Like, he about to hang up on me? Like, what the heck? I never saw Chris react this way before. <laughs> For those listening, I think his his headphones died. Or it died, or yeah. Something. I don't know that that's ever happened before. If you've seen Hot Ones, where he interviewed Jennifer Lawrence. They get to the final wing and he picks up the last dab and start shaking it and it turned into a meme for a second there where Jennifer Lawrence go, what are you doing? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I felt when it got silent <laughs> on your end and I saw you just fumbling with your equipment. It took me a minute and then it clicked like, oh, something must have died on that side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, I went to the theater to see The Passion of the Christ because my mom thought it was important that I see that even though I was, uh, I don't know. Young. <laughs> Young I don't know. But had the mind to like look around and be like, man, there's a lot of old people here. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what oh, year did The Passion of the Christ come out? 2004. So I was, what, sixth grade or something? I was 13. Yeah, somewhere in there. But I, uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever watched The Passion of the Christ the whole way through in one sitting. Uh-huh. I've seen it all. I've definitely watched it that one time. Boy, they make the devil look creepy. Once was enough. Yeah, they sure do. Kind of reminds me of The Conjuring. <laughs> Cinematic cousins. Yeah. I think they're I think they're set in the same universe technically. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, actually. Uh we're watching literally before I got on this podcast, we we're watching The Nun, which is the fifth mm. movie in the in the universe. Mm. And um at the beginning there's a nun that looks exactly like one of the nuns from the sister act, AKA one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Wow. And, and so 
So when she like popped in and was about to start talking, I started talking instead, just clearly over the movie, just to try to get a laugh out of Emily. And I'm like, Sister Mary Clarence, I cannot have you in here corrupting the minds of our youth. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I wish that was the same actors, man, because then that would just make the sister act part of the Conjuring universe right. by default in my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, is The Nun 2 coming out? Is that tr- correct? Yeah, I think it like just dropped last Friday, or it's dropping oh. this Friday. So I'm pretty sure we saw the trailer for that when we went to see Oppenheimer, and mm-hmm. it was horrifying. It was yeah. Sam and Abby were really disturbed. They did not Good. sign up for that. Good. The the gospel is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, it was a lot. It's so good. Oh, okay. So do we, do we want to get off of of uh? possession talk for a moment hey i've said all i needed to perfect because my little boy klaus my uh, little orange cat he got possessed by something this last couple weeks where he decided he didn't want to he didn't want to pee anymore Uh uh-huh and i don't know if you know this about cats when you had your cat she was already really old and probably had her bladder locked in (laughs) but when a cat can't pee for like a day and a half they like go septic and die like oh, you okay. need to be like on top of it. Like this little thing isn't letting its waste out. We got to do something quick. So my stupid idiot wasn't peeing anymore. He was going into the litter box. He would perch up and just stand there. Mm. He, would, he would like purse his eyes and he'd just look off in the distance and he'd just like walk away and it'd be completely dry. And so we freaked out. We weren't sure what to do. We're Googling, which is, is almost like going to WebMD, but right. not knowing anything about animals. Like you go to WebMD with your with your symptoms and you put in your own symptoms, it can kind of gaslight you a little bit, but you're also wise enough to be like, okay, yeah, I don't have freaking rectal cancer because my nose right. is stuffy. Right. But um, reading about cats, yeah, we're we're like, do we go? Do we go to the to the ER for this cat? Like like a like twenty four hour vet hospital thing? Right. Or what do we do? Uh, we ended up sending him to. Uh, my sister-in-law's work with her, so he was gone for the day on a little field trip by himself. Uh, <laughs> she was able to get him in once they opened. And, uh, yeah, it's looking like a UTI. From what they can tell, there's not a stone or anything blocking it, but yeah, um, we've just been watching him, trying to make sure he's, he's peeing. And we've seen him less in the litter box lately, which means he's going correctly. Okay. If we notice he's in the litter box, it's because he keeps going there so much that it's impossible not to find him there. Yeah. But if we never see him in the litter box, that means he's going in, finishing, and getting out right. before we even notice. Oh, um, good. But they gave him, like, a shot of, like, antibiotics, and that was supposed to be it. But he still wasn't peeing any better. And after a couple of days, they, uh, we got some pills from the vet. And Sam shows me, uh, Andrew's wife, my uh, sister-in-law, Sam, shows me how to force feed a cat a pill. He's like, here's what you do. You get him between your legs. You grab his head with your hand. You... Hold the pill with your, your your thumb and your pointer finger, and you use your middle finger to pry his mouth open. And you shove it in the back of his throat, shut his mouth, and then rub his nose. And then when you're done rubbing his nose, he'll start licking his nose, and thus swallowing the pill. Wow. Okay. And so I did that for about seven days straight, three times a day. Jeez. And the second to last pill, he spits it out, and before I can pick it up to shove it in his mouth again, he picks it up, and he just eats it. <laughs> He loves pills. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's freaking weird. And so it's the last pill of the bottle. I'm like, I gotta see something. Yeah, I yeah. Shake the bottle. He's staring at me. 
I take the pillow out and I set it right on like the dresser because he's like <laughs> on the cat tree right next to the dresser. He just walks over. After 19 pills force-fed into him, he just walks over, sniffs it, licks it up, and just starts chewing it. Oh, my Boom. gosh. Just eats it. Can you imagine a giant three times a day holding you down by the shoulders and forcing pizza into your mouth? <laughs> not being able to say hey man i can't do this <laughs> i've done irreparable damage to my relationship with this cat oh that's awesome <laughs> he's just oh. he's just down he was down for it he's, and andrew was like well maybe you force fed it to him enough he knows what will happen if he doesn't right right <laughs> right right so silver lining my cat's so afraid of me that he'll eat the pill <laughs> um but yeah so oh. that was a fun little thing hopefully hopefully he's he's fine now Hopefully yeah. there's no more issues. Um, it could have been stress that set him off. It could be his diet. It could be any number of things. So we actually, we did make a switch from our, our old way of feeding where we would do uh, one feeding of dry, one feeding of wet, that now we just do wet feeds throughout the whole day. Apparently it's better for him. I don't know. I feel like they're going to run into tooth problems in the next couple of years because they're not going to have crunchy things, but I guess. If you throw in some toys and some treats that they can munch on and chew yeah. up, then their teeth will be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, was, I was stressed, man, because I was like, man, yeah, I've had Klaus for freaking two years, and if he mm. freaking dies, or if he has to go back to the hospital and they're like, the surgery is $2,000, and he has to die, you know? Yeah, that's the worst. And I got to convince Emily that he has to die. Uh, they, said, they, said, they said there's a surgery. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. They might as well have not <laughs> said that. Yeah, it's not in his cards. Mm. we were really close with daisy that one time and i think we we might have pulled the trigger on the expensive surgery like you were gonna pay for it i think yeah instead we just said um double it and give it to the next person like, just, 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 we'll just we'll just pray for her see what happens <laughs> that is exactly what we did is we that took... when she ate the sock or whatever so like the jury's still out she ate a sock um she also had Lyme disease, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff that could have been going on, but uh, basically we went in, the doctor was like, we got to cut her open right now, and we were like, no, we're, uh-huh. we're, we'll see how she goes does tonight, <laughs> and so we took her and went to bed, and- uh, like, Are you volunteering your services for free to do this? Right, right. It was like three or you four ca- grand. It's like- Man, you care so much about our dog. You love animals so much that you'll do that for us for free. <laughs> Thank you so much. And just like, mm. just keep talking as you back out of the room while he still has a dog. Yeah, yeah. And this was the day we went to Extreme Rules. So like, I left halfway through the saga, um, <laughs> which wasn't my best. I-, I don't think I regret it. Yeah. What are we going to do? Call Vince and say, hey, move the day. Yeah. It's not going right. to work for Chris. Right. <laughs> I think maybe if the, if the story would have had a sadder ending, that may have been worse, but yeah. um, basically they it's went good. back to the vet and they were like, mm, no, well, we don't necessarily have to cut it right now. Like yeah. the, the other vet, a different vet was like, well, we can see how it goes, you know? Yeah. So, the other, the other vet saw dollar signs. Seems like it certainly yeah. seems like it. Cause it was a Friday night at like midnight. We were out of options. Uh-huh. And he, you know, almost convinced us to do it. Oh, but, man. Uh, Can you imagine you just took your long drive back to your home? You walk in the door <laughs> with your commemorative <laughs> Extreme Rules chair in hand yeah. to bury your dog. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, actually. 
I think she right. passed the sock that night, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I brought a flashlight out into the yard to watch her poop. You're like, are you growing a foot up? Oh, it's a sock! <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad to see that sock. Have you had any more close calls or worries about Daisy since? I know that she yeah. had those uh, seizures for a little bit. But- yeah, the seizures were... Um, the first one was terrifying. I thought my dog was dead. Um, I probably said it before, but the only experience I had was a cat that I had that had a seizure when I was young and that was the night mittens was put down. So when Daisy had a seizure, I was like, Oh, it's over. And then That's like, it. get my gun, Sam, get my gun. It was crazy. So like 30 seconds later, she like snaps out of it and she was real weird. Like she ran outside and like was slobbering and was like hesitant to come to us and stuff. So it was really scary. But the vet said, you know, unless it happens at a certain frequency, uh, it's, Normal's a strong word, but it's tolerable yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, but last, Acceptable. yeah, yeah. Last summer, she um, slipped a disc in her back, and we, I'm sure we talked about that too. But she was just that. in, yeah, she was in tremendous pain um, where she couldn't get up or sit or lay down without shrieking. Basically, she would, we wouldn't sleep. We couldn't sleep because she yeah. would kept like shifting around. We were living in a, uh, an RV at the time and our little camper and she would shift all night and just cry and scream. And I would have to get her out of the RV to pee and then back in. And she was miserable. Um, that just heal itself or what happened? Well, it, uh, this is another one that was like the x-ray seemed to suggest that she had slipped a disc. Um, it also seemed like she had a Lyme disease flare up, which can happen when they're under a lot of stress and we had moved and she was living in an RV. (laughs) So, uh, um, so I gave her, she, they gave her like this pain relief medicine that was, she loved it, thought it was delicious and it changed it overnight. She got that medicine the next day. She was, she was beep bopping around. I had to like slow her down because you know, like when you're on ibuprofen, you feel bulletproof, (laughs) but like she could hurt herself worse. So, uh, anyway, that was the end of that. she, she just healed up and we give her like joint supplements now and uh, she's doing well. She jumps around again. Happy as can be. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. So, yeah. Hey, uh, are we, it looks, looks to me like we're finally talking about your secret project you've been sitting on. I know that you needed like yeah. 50 episodes of podcasting before you acknowledge yourself as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I think, I think it now would be a great way to wrap up the show and talk about okay. uh, your venture your new venture with your with your buddies yeah well i can finally say i'm in a band and i don't know what it is i just feel like i shouldn't say that kind of stuff unless it's like absolutely true uh i I think maybe part of it's just i would be so embarrassed if i said like yeah i'm in a band me and my friends are preparing to be in a band and then it just never went anywhere that would just be really embarrassing for me uh hey what happened to that band chris (laughs) yeah like Like anyone you know would do that to you yeah probably not I don't know. It was the same with podcasting. Like if I'm going to make, yeah. you know, 10 episodes of a podcast and never touch it again, I'm just not going to tell people that. Um, so, uh, the stipulation was, I wasn't going to tell anybody until we did a gig and we rehearsed for a year, <laughs> a full yeah. year, almost a yeah, full this year. Is like a, a big secret you had from the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we finally had our first big, first gig a couple weeks ago and it was very good. We purchased some sound equipment. So like we're now financially invested and uh, we have like 40 songs prepared, uh, cover songs. 
and one of our singers is going to give birth tomorrow. So now we're on a hiatus. <laughs> Sam's pregnant. <laughs> Sorry. No, that would be another fun announcement to make. <laughs> uh, but no. Not anytime soon. No. No. Or another. Soon, who knows? Stay tuned. Check out the next <laughs> Stay tuned. So no, the- you're, you went to a, it was like a bar. You know, they gave you a couple hours. Yeah, like a moose, like an elk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool and great wings too. So it was very fun. I love it. It's like, um, it's scratching a creative itch that I, that I like it's scratching a social itch. We get to hang out with some friends we love. And, um, and so it's very fun. We're enjoying it a lot. Uh, what instrument does the, uh, pregnant singer. She sings. She just sings. sings? Mm -hmm. Oh, you can play without her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could do some songs without her. And so like Sam sings some, she sings some and I sing some almost even thirds but she sings the most yeah all right so 40 songs she sings the most what percentage do you think she sings um probably 15 15 25 songs that's a great set you guys can keep fresh at least <laughs> or let's do some at least do some practices so you guys don't get rusty yeah yeah I, I, she claims that she only needs a couple weeks and she's going to be bored out of her mind and want us to come that's over and hang she's out an american These that's right don't run get back no in there leave. yeah <laughs> Nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> Everyone wants to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we'll have a ton of time off, but, uh, but we will be taking a, a, a wee break, but we're real and we don't have a name. We have played a gig and we still don't have a name. Okay. So submit your suggestions. <laughs> give, us, give us more information. What's the general genre? What, what's um, the genre that, that shines the most? So we do a little bit of classic rock, a little bit of folk, a good bit of like '90s country, early okay. t- 2000s country. Um, so yeah, we do some Elton John. We do some, not some. We do Rocket Man. Like we don't have a lot of overlaps, but we do a little Elton John, a little Neil Young, a little um, Shania Twain, the Chicks. Uh, Are you guys all aged roughly Garth. the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all around 30. So you guys are a bunch of millennials playing boomer music. The okay. boomin' millennials. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. First one. But definitely definitely tweet that to us, guys. Any ideas yeah. you have, any name suggestions you have for their band. Yeah. And they will pick the one with the most likes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so hard to pick. I don't know why, but like nobody has had an idea that they're like, I love this more than anything. And, and even when somebody's like, I kind of really like this. And then another person's like, yeah, kind of the other two are like, nah, I hate it. <laughs> so it's, it's Where so impossible. Uh, hey, we got these guys. <laughs> yeah. I think we were billed as acoustic music. <laughs> so that's what we did. But. The moose lodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like like, uh, like the towns and the streets that we've practiced on. Like we want it to be, we want it to be meaningful, you know, uh-huh. like the name, uh, to the incorporate something. On? Yeah. Like, like if you named your band after the street that you like that you rehearsed at, you know, oh, like the it, address is what I mean. Can you drop um, that address for the podcast? <laughs> drop that Eddie. <laughs> uh, so we want it to be meaningful. We want it to be witty without being cheesy. It'd be nice if it, it's suggested that we were a cover band, that kind of stuff, but can't quite guys, find anything. Do you guys all go to the same high school? We did not. Oh. So 
we met at a community theater, which I've talked about many times. So we met okay. at that theater. So what's the name of that theater? If you don't mind me asking, the Geyer Theater. But Geyer is like the family. Like there's a guy. Yeah. So I don't want to name our band after that guy. <laughs> well, so. guy is a word G-U-Y, so you could probably fit that in there somehow. Sure, sure, sure. Like uh, Main Street guys or something. I like guys. I found that I, uh, most of the ones I like are like the plurals, the somethings. So those are my Fourth, favorite. Fourth Avenue guys. So, yeah. So every time somebody makes a suggestion, that's my bit is I make it the plural of whatever they say. The plurals. What about like, what's the name of a... Okay, so there's this really famous band called Paramore. Uh-huh. The Paramores. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. Uh, one time I came up with his name that I thought was so good. And then I was like, oh, it's probably taken. And usually when I do this, it is taken, but it's like a 12 monthly listeners on Spotify or whatever. <laughs> I looked yeah. it up and it was like 350 million... Uh, <laughs> Like uh, monthly yeah, listeners, no snake in that one. And I like knew the top song. <laughs> oh my it was gosh, so funny. I just so had funny. no idea that it was the the name of the band. Uh, but it's so difficult to find something that four people like that isn't taken already. So we'll get there someday, but we are not the there back. yet. We're welcome back, podcast. The welcome back. Welcome back. The welcome backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, we could just steal someone else's thing. You guys could be the ABJ podcast. <laughs> the band <laughs> how about the joe rogan experiences <laughs> yeah yeah i often think of making a podcast um of commentary on joe rogan's podcast called the joe rogan experience experience <laughs> i think that exists i think that exists already. oh maybe i didn't come up with it then yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, kind of lame it's like an hour long and he just covers the four hour podcast oh embarrassing for me no, this means you also had a great idea well, what's more likely is I tried to find the Joe Rogan experience on podcasts and it's not on there because he's Spotify only and I accidentally found the experience experience. Maybe, Maybe not. I don't know. Had an original thought. Who knows? Maybe I'm smart. Maybe I'm total idiot. The Jury's original out. thoughts. That could be the name of your band, but spell it T-H-O-T. <laughs> original thoughts. <laughs> girl band. If anyone's starting a girl band, original <laughs> thoughts would be a hilarious name. Oh. <sighs> yeah or a podcast that'd be a good that'd be a good girl sure. podcast. yeah any content creators out there you can use that idea we'll we just charge a small fee Tiny, the original tiny, thoughts tm 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 oh when's so. our when's our uh banquet since we own a race car together um i don't know but colton has been doing very well of mcnamee racing He's been he took it. first uh i've only gone to one race this season because they're on saturday night so annoying <clears throat> but he won it and I was in the picture and everything. And that night he also came in first for points. So he, like for the track in his class. Cool. So uh, he's the points leader, got a big old trophy. He's making us look good. good. And it is working that whoever's in second place always looks at that bumper and it says, welcome back. Cause he wins over and over again. It's so good. It worked exactly as we wanted it to. If he's going to keep it on the back bumper, I think we're going to have to take out a second advertisement on the car. So people will see it from the stands. <laughs> <laughs> How much for a flag that you attach to the back of the car? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. If I owned a truck, I'd do that. I'd put a welcome back flag on my truck. Yeah. Like I'm some type of Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him on here. Not Trump. I was no. going to say, Sorry. what? 
<laughs> Do you know our reach? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That what a get it would be though. Big get. Pre pre uh sentencing. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him to call in afterwards once he's in. Guys, I'm they got me locked up. I only get fifteen minutes of call. <laughs> Tell me what's going on out there. Very Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it could be oh, and they were roommates. <laughs> Oh, excellent all right anything else uh no i think i mean yeah obviously there's a million things that happened and, <laughs> and we're we're just happy to sit down share life with each other but also give you guys a little peep show into our lives Ooh, yeah yeah that's it well Thank you for joining us at the table in our conversation today. Don't forget to find us on the internet. Subscribe to our podcast. Don't just like guess. Make sure you subscribe. Turn on notifications. Make automatic downloads. Um, rate us on Spotify. It's so, so easy to rate us. We'd love a review on the podcasting app. We have a few of those. We'd love to get more. Hey, I'll shout you out if we get you a new review. Um, and send this episode to... Someone who's afraid of demons. (laughs) Send this episode to someone who's afraid of demons. Uh, We will catch you on the wire at Welcome Back Wire on all your social media platforms. And you can find me online at Chris McNaney. You can find me online at Mario Miley. Until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. (laughs) It's not even Halloween yet. That's Very Halloween vibes. So excited. Season finale coming up. Coming up. Oh my god, just do your stupid butt. Okay.